0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Please make sure your seatbelt is securely fastened, your tray table is in an upright and locked position, and that you are ready to get weird and think different. Please prepare for takeoff. Today is Wednesday, it is December 1st, and we are back with another episode of Destination Different. We had a little bit of a different flavor last week. A little Thanksgiving turkey, mashed potatoes, extra stuffing, extra gravy special. I asked everybody in my life what they're thankful for. Got dozens of responses. They were all great, they were all great. It was... One of the more popular episodes in recent memory was unlike anything that I normally do on the show, and yet somehow people actually tuned in. They listened. They liked it. I think it's good feedback, and a big question on my mind recently has been what to continue doing with the show. Does it need changes? Do I need to tweak the format? What will make it better? And it just so happened over the Thanksgiving holiday, I got an email to my new destination different at gmail.com email address. And this email was from actually a former guest of the show. And I'd have to look back in the archives to see exactly when he came on destination different. If I had to guess probably early last year, or probably about a year ago that I've had him on the show, his name is Carmine Mattia and I get emails every once in a while about the podcast, people people's agents reaching out asking if their client can be on the show. Get a decent amount of what seems like spam mail. I don't know exactly what it is, but vendors with new podcast technology that reach out thinking that I am the perfect podcast for them to have on their platform. So I get I every once in a while I get some emails. But this email that I got from Carmine was the first email that made me say holy shit there is something here with Destination Different that people enjoy that people there's something to latch on to and this email that he sent me was right before he was about to board a plane maybe while he was on a plane I don't know he was listening to a few episodes of the show And one in particular around me struggling with the podcast about not knowing where to take it struck him, struck him at the right moment, had the right mention of a TV show in the podcast that he had recently listened to, and it sent him down a a whirlwind. So this email I got had three different bullet points of things that I could improve with the show, that I could change with the show, just ideas for how to better it. And I have never in my entire life appreciated an email more. And as a result, I said my thank yous. I said, that I really appreciate you know, getting this email. Let's talk a little bit more. So this week's episode is myself and former guest Carmine talking about Destination Different, how to make it better, how to change it, does it need changing, asking those questions, and I feel I feel confident in his thoughts and his ideas. One, because I think he just gets it. I think that he is naturally tuned in to the world of media, to the world of audio content. He's spent the last decade of his life aspiring to be a score composer for movies, but he works in the audio space. He's worked in audio studios. He's worked on podcasts. He's worked with musicians. He's worked and created in this very specific audio format space that I'm currently in. And so this week's episode is him and I shooting the shit for just about an hour, trying to figure out, trying to crack the code of how to make Destination different, even better to how how to take it from good okay pretty good people like it to great holy shit this thing has millions of listeners that's what we're we're trying to do and i thought this was fascinating i am trying to be as transparent as possible in what i'm doing with building this show when it's going good i want to tell you that's going good when it's going bad i'm going to tell you that it's going bad when i have no idea what the fuck i'm doing i want to tell you that i have no idea what the fuck i'm doing so that is what this week's episode is. It's an attempt to continue to be transparent with what's happening with the show, to share just a little peek behind the curtain of what I'm thinking about, what I could do to change this thing, how I want to continue to make it better. And hopefully it's interesting. I th- I think if you've listened to the show at all, this will be I don't know. I think this will I think you'll have some thoughts too as to are these good ideas? Will this make the show better? Will this make the show worse? If you're have never, if you a first-time listener and this is your first episode of the show, well, you can tell me if you like what you hear because I think this is about as raw and real as it gets as to my thoughts on the show. So I'll shut up now. I'm super appreciative to have Carmine come on this week to talk about Destination Different and the future of the podcast. I'll kick it over the interview to the conversation, not even an interview, just a chat with a couple of pals, and I hope you enjoy.
1: Oh, by the way, if you're recording this or using this in any capacity, um... A I'm not a financial advisor. B you're going to hear a lot of Brooklyn sounds, ambient sounds. Perfect. So that's yeah, <laughs> that's just, what I like. I'm walking around right now. So um but yeah, All basically good. it's so funny just because I so I watched only murders in the building. I'm just going to jump in here and yeah, do it. And I really like me and my girlfriend watched it, and we just, like, off the bat were like, this is fucking dumb. Like, that was my initial reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kept watching it, and we are just, like, we look forward to it every week. We're like, all right, like, I don't know what it is.
2: But uh, you, fun. like, watched it, like, live. You were, like, tracking it as it was coming out.
1: Yeah, we were just watching it in the moment. We just wanted the new show to watch. Um, and I, I say dumb in a very particular sense of, like, the way you watch, like, an SVU or, like, a police mm-hmm. procedural where it's, like, It's not actually dumb. It's just like what they kind of were doing or making, like whatever. You can kind of see through some of the acting and whatever. But I did like watch it and I had like deeper thoughts about it than I thought I would. So that's what hooked me in in that episode. So I was listening to it. I just like we had a party at our place the night before. And I had a flight at, like, 6 a.m. I've been booking these, like, super early flights to go visit my family. So, Mm -hmm. I, dude, like, I cut it so close to getting on my flight. I slept for, like, two hours. I got to the airport just in time. And then security at LaGuardia was, like, way longer than it should have been, way longer than I anticipated. I got there with, like, 40 minutes to spare. And I had to sprint to my gate. Um, And so, I sprinted super far to my gate on, like, no hours of sleep, whatever, and I was just revved up by the time I got on the plane. And I was like, I'm not sleeping now. So I threw on that episode. And then the fact that you, like, kind of opened with that, and I had just watched it, like, a couple weeks earlier, it just really cracked me up. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take this as a little moment and just throw some of my ideas down while I'm here because, like, I, you know, I got to kill these next You're few you all hours. jacked up. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I'm not sleeping right now. So, but I really just related to a lot of the things you were saying. So, um So then I kind of, I mean, I I I appreciate it.
2: I was like, it was such a nice thing to open up. I was like, Holy shit. This is like, this is a lot of thought that went into this. No, it's good. I have to get these
1: ideas out. I do get very manic with like a lot of these ideas and I fluctuate between caring about that kind of stuff about like systemizing and like marketing and all that stuff uh, versus like just wanting to create things. But in that Mm -hmm. particular moment, you know, some of the work I've been doing recently is is more on that side of, like, coming up with ideas around, like, how to improve things, so I was just like, yeah, I'm really interested in kind of, like, hearing your thoughts and kind of, like, what you're feeling right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's funny that you picked out the Only Murders in the Building piece, too, because I was, like, as I sat back and, like, even as I was, like, saying it out loud the first time I said it, I'm like, is this right? Like, is, is this what... I actually think. <laughs> yeah, is this what I actually think right now? Yeah. Because um, I agree. I was like, I, you know, the show was fine. It was whatever. It was like something to watch. But I didn't necessarily. But then I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, huh? You know, they. It was more so the care that they put into the the pod, podcast and like how much that they were like, well, can you say that again? Can we record this a different way? Like there was there was that element that I was like, huh? Do I need to put like just a little bit more professionalism into what I do or? Do I need to, does it need a better format or like what, you know, what, what, what do I need to change? So that was why right. I was like, like, ah, like, like, oh, you know what, maybe it is a, maybe it's a fitting metaphor for no, what it, I'm got. It for. is,
1: it's exactly a metaphor because what I pulled from that was a very similar thing in the sense of like, like those shows are so, it's the same thing with like, the, I, I made the financial advisor joke. Like, I watch a shit ton of, like, crypto stuff on YouTube, right? Um, and I, I watch a ton of, like, these people, whether it's, like, uh, like technical analysis or predictions or whatever. And I'll go – it's a rabbit hole that I dive into, and it's fun to learn about. But there's a built-in factor that everybody wants more money. So you're going to get an audience if your stuff's quality because everybody wants more money like there's not one person out here that's like i don't want more money and everybody is intrinsically attracted in some capacity to stories about murder so i was looking at it as like that show is like this is the this show will alone will get a viewership because murder mysteries of course huge budget uh big cast like good writing whatever but that's basically it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't, besides that, it was really, like, it wasn't, like, that deep of a thing, but it made me look at it from, like, that metaphorical kind of, um, kind of angle. And then hearing you say that was just kind of like, okay, I think there are things here, like, it seems to me from the outside that you've developed this kind of organic momentum. Now, I don't know what your numbers are like. I don't know if there was a time where, the viewership or listenership that you're getting was sufficient to where you were like, oh, this is great. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this. But what I notice is you have this organic momentum. You got by on the things that you had. You obviously run it very professionally, even when we had our prep conversation and the actual conversation. Like, it was like, like, I I mean it when I say like, you're good at it, you should be doing it. And if there's ever a moment of insecurity of, like, should I even bother with this? Like, definitely bother with it because you're doing good. But it doesn't seem like that's what you're worrying about. It's more so, you know, how do I make this better? And what I'll say is, like, because you've built so much of that momentum organically, just think about what what can start to happen when you start putting some muscle behind it in the sense of a few dollars, in the sense of better gear, like Mm – uh, a set, video elements, all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the the, the momentum thing
2: is interesting because it's like, you know, I, I feel like I go in, in ebbs and flows where I'm like, oh, man, this thing is really, this is moving right now. I'm I'm just extra excited about it. People listening to it are extra excited about it. And then you go into lulls where it's like, man, I can't get a guest to save my life. You know, you're getting listener numbers and you're like, oh, it's been a down month again.
1: Like, right. so it definitely has its, has its ebbs and flows yeah no i know i think everything does and i think it's going to be that way but yeah that that's the main thing like there's obvious things that you can improve that i might not have even gotten gone into very much detail about but like you can improve things like audio recording quality and um whatever but to me like what i took from everything was the what that show like kind of uh, I don't want to say what that show showed, but I will. What that show showed is, like, breaking things up into segments. And that's what those murder podcasts do, it, or mm-hmm. or any journalistic podcast. Like, they're, I'll always hate on them, and then whenever I listen to one, I'm like, I feel like I'm reading a book that's a little bit more entertaining than an audio book, you know? Because you get to hear from so-and-so's dad about this guy who was mysterious. So it's like, all right. And that's like that native recording stuff or even, you know, like what I was talking about in the email, like, and that's like, so take those things from the show. And if, if you can add that element of, of journalism to it, cause there is an element of journalism there, um, that stuff is also naturally compelling, maybe not as naturally compelling as money and murder, but like it's a, it's a kind of format that I think we're, that's in, like embedded in us over the generations from news and newspapers and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think, like,
2: inherently in my show, there's, one, there is a money aspect to it that I think I, like, touch on and everything. Like, you know, how are you building this business and making money? So, like, there's maybe something to lean in even further of, like, there are people making real careers doing these crazy different things or starting their own businesses. So there's that, and then I think, like, There's also inherently, there's like the rags to riches element that I think none of the people that are on my show, and this is sort of by design, are at that riches stage yet. Like, they're building to hopefully be to that point, but this is kind of like how the sausage is made in a sense.
3: Mm -hmm. And
2: you look at a show, like I always reference, um, like how I built this, because I think it's a great, I think it's a, a similar format in the sense it's entrepreneurs, it's creatives, but it's always looking backwards. Of right. here's how I did this. It's in the past tense. It's like, oh yeah, it's easy to say, I grinded for ten years, and then all of a sudden I had a successful business when you're twenty years removed from it. Right. Um, so I think there's you know something to be said for these the people that I'm talking to and like, but the you know the growth that they're seeing and the and the building of the of the thing.
1: Yeah, and like the, the key word that you just said is like the riches uh, in terms of like the people you're bringing in, like that's hard. I've worked with people before on small podcasts where they think that they're at this point where they deserve to have like this big guest. And they think that that's going to change the trajectory of their show. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't really mean anything. Like they could have Gary Vee on and it's not, if if you're going to have a little blip for a day, maybe you retain some followers or subscribers or whatever, but that's not really like the thing that being said as i've listened to different episodes um everybody that you've interviewed is of a certain standard and certain quality so you got you have a good quality control nobody's you're not bringing on just any old person you know um right besides me of course but besides um, you. yeah but but you're basically like if you so that's basically your options are like like, niching down, like I said, it's like, yeah, you can get more specific with it, but let's, like, toy around with this idea of keeping it broad, because that could be a very attractive element where, you know, a lot of podcasts do that, where you're bringing on, like, I'll listen to ones with writers or film score composers. They don't really just focus on one genre of composing. It's, It's everybody. It's people who create scores with just synths and electronics. It's people who do just orchestral, like, so... But it is just composers. So if your thing is like just entrepreneurs or business owners, then you dive a little bit deeper into like what kind or what stage they're at or how much money they made or all all kind of public information sort of stuff that you can share and there is also an educational element to it. And you are very well prepared. You're well spoken and the stuff is written well. So that's all kind of like – That's what I mean. You're covering so many of the bases that are – that so many other people fuck up um, or don't do their homework on or don't try Mm -hmm. hard enough on. So those things are good. From there, I think, like, you will probably wind up landing somebody. If you stick with it and improve, you're going to land somebody reputable, like, sooner rather than later. And in my opinion, the baseball bat uh, episode is such a good one to reference because – kind of like what is the pinnacle of what those guys are doing, you know? Um mm-hmm. and it's, and they're kind of like getting close to it or reaching it. Like they, they have like they're in the major leagues, right? Right. They have
2: major league players. They're like in the major league baseball, the show, like the video game, you can use right. the bats. Like they're they're like getting there.
1: Yeah. So and it's and they're maybe they're not on a level of like
3: uh
1: I don't know, Mizuno or like Rawlings or something, but like they're definitely they're definitely in the game. So Mm -hmm. So that's something. But then from there, it's kind of like, like the interesting thing kind of becomes like, how do you still quality control those guests while keeping things more consistent and raising the level of quality? And that's just really, that's just really like the tough effort that every business owner is up against right now or always. Um, And that's kind of where I think you are that committed and you have that kind of drive, but like that's what brought me to the word destination where I'm like hmm like that's interesting i know none of us have really gotten the chance to travel so and but you just did which is all ironic and makes sense for this whole mm-hmm. conversation but it's that's the interesting part to me where it's like a travel like it, and you know it's like it's not like this is the most important idea either but something around the idea of going somewhere Like taking your listeners with you somewhere, even if it's just like I went to the headquarters of or I went to the factory where this is being made or where they make things in the shop, where they make this by hand, whatever. And you do a little like you take that same format like uh, Steve Martin or Martin Short would do where they're just recording real quick on their phone. And people go crazy for that shit. And it's, Mm -hmm. like, you have to just basically box it in as though you're talking about finance or murder um, and just put it in that same kind of vehicle, so to speak. And then I think from there, maybe you do wind up landing on a topic that does have some mystery to it, or maybe, like, maybe there is some shady stuff going on. Maybe you do wind up doing a highlight on why Louisville Slugger is actually a fucked up, inhumane company. Like, just as a (laughs) random example, that really isn't true. But uh, who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe they are. But it's that kind of thing where, like, you'll probably land on something really compelling, like, through that process. And I bet you would do really well at it, too. And I bet it would be exciting. Because I know whenever I have jobs like that that require me to go hustle around and do something that makes me feel like, I'm like going undercover for the day or mm-hmm. have a mission. Like that's the best shit in life, you know? Right. So, okay,
2: I have a question for you. So, yeah. like, I was just in Iceland, and this thought did cross my mind as I was there. Of you know, you bring a travel mic, you have you have a little setup or whatever, and I go and I walk into a coffee shop or a uh, art studio or whatever it might be. And I say, Hey, Mr. Or Mrs. Icelandic person, can I interview you for my podcast? And we sit down and I ask them about their Icelandic business for 30, 40 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it ends up being. Do you think, and this just whatever your opinion is, like, do you think that is something that could be like smattered in where it's like, all right, maybe, you know, I'm on the road a couple of times a year and right. i'm making the best of those opportunities and it it becomes that every other month there's an episode from the road like do you think that's compelling to have just like a sort of special edition uh, episode like that or would would you expect it to be like all right if he's doing this it's got to be you know every every single thing is you know in this format now
1: i think it's realistic and smart effective like to have like a transitional period and i don't i don't think that like, I think it's the kind of thing you have to test out, right? Like, where mm-hmm. you have to see, number one, um, how that works for your lifestyle. Like, I view you just, I don't know you that well, right? But I view you as this, like, adventurous guy. Don't know why. It's got to be based off the of shit we we spoke about last couple times, mm-hmm. uh, what Jeremy's told me, like, and then mixed in with just all that stuff goes into your subconscious. I've had a crazy, I'll tell you personally, I've had a crazy last five months where, like, mentally like it's just been a fucking crazy dark time that being said that's my impression of you is just this like adventurous kind of grab life by the horns and see what happens kind of person um i could you're not wrong you're not wrong wrong. yeah i was gonna say like i could be wrong but like so if i have that right just by my external judgment um then yeah i would just work it in and you do these special edition kind of things and then what you're doing is you're creating a metric that you can now analyze And say, okay, what was the feedback on that episode versus the one from home? Uh, What was the feedback versus the the out-of-the-country episode versus the one I did in Wyoming? Like, what was, you know, how did the Mm -hmm. one in Florida do versus, uh, you know, X place, whatever? So, and you're just giving yourself stuff to work off of. But also, this is like the most important thing. And I, I also think you think this way, too. Like it's, it's for your life as well. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. you could you could call it legacy or your imprint. Like when you're gone, like whatever fancy ways we can kind of phrase it. But like the way I view this stuff, whenever I get to travel and do a job, that's like, to me, it's like all I need is an excuse to go somewhere. Cause for me, I'm such like a focused person that it's hard for me to just go somewhere without an excuse. So I'm not the kind of, like, go to a beach and fucking relax kind of person, if you can't tell, but I love doing that, and I'll do that here and there, but it's not, like, I'd rather go somewhere and be busy and then just look around and be like, holy shit, this is so trippy, I'm here right now. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, time to go work, time to go do something. Um, And so, yeah, I would definitely give yourself this grace period of just, like, it incentivizes you to say, hey, let's spend that money and travel more. Let's come up with some of the coolest places in the States, uh, some of the achievable trips out of the country. Um, And so then you're doing that for your life and you're gaining all this experience. Simultaneously you're building more of a network because it's forcing you to go meet more people when you're in these places. Right. Um, You never know who you're going to meet or talk to. And then, and it could just be to start like it might be hard to get reputable people elsewhere. So you might just wind up talking to regular-ass people who are fascinating. Um, And then I don't think it would be hard. Like, small business is kind of everywhere, which is cool. So I think you can go into, like, any coffee shop. Right. Any, especially of these kind of places, like, in Iceland or Europe or whatever, where they have that same kind of Australian-American, like, subculture of, like, coffee shops and people, mom and pops, that just want to, like, open those places. So... Mm-hmm. Like you, you have that. You have bike shops. You have tailors. You have all these things that like still exist in these places. So from there, it just becomes, you know, how well does everybody communicate in what language? How much work are you willing to put into that sort of angle of things? And then, like, you know, take it from there and just see see what people see what people are willing to do. You know, mm-hmm. and but yeah, yeah, I think to answer to actually answer your question, I think. Like it's actually probably really smart to start that way because you'll have raw data to analyze and see if it makes sense.
2: Right. See if it's worth it or to see if it's like, you know, it's tweaking or if it's like holy shit, I'm onto something here. This is way bigger than anything that I'm currently doing.
1: Yeah. And it's like, you know, views and listens, downloads, comments, that's all important, right? And that's like we have to play that game. Uh, if we want to keep going, but my email to you is way more important than that. Your cousin telling you he listened to an episode uh, is way more important than any of those things. So that's also the data to analyze. Like that is just as important data that actually holds way more weight. Right. Um, and then you also have the, you know, thing that are like uh, what I'll call for for the sake of this conversation, like third party feedback, which is all that kind of stuff, because it's easier to comment and leave a rating and all that stuff. So you have that stuff to analyze, too. But yeah, basically, if you know you have a core, like, I don't know what the number is, but if it's 50, if it's 100, if it's 1,000 people in your life that that you talk to about the show or that hit you up and say, I love this episode or whatever. Like, we all know when we start something, there's always a, a small handful of people that, like, naturally gravitate to it. And I don't know about you, but in my case, it's always people that I wouldn't pick if I had to. If I was given a list of 50 people and it was like, hey, who do you want? Pick 10 of these people to be your diehard fans. I'm just going to be honest. I wouldn't pick the 10 that it always winds up being. But I, mean, I, the- I agree
2: a thousand percent. <laughs> like, the people who I know that listen to the show every single week and that'll text me or DM me, are not the people that I would say are like, the closest people to me in my entire life. Like, they are right. sort of, like, on the, on the outskirts, you know, are, are friends or acquaintances or friends of friends are like, people way back in my life that are the ones that are more often, like, the
3: yep. most
1: religious listeners. And that right there, so analyze that data. Like, for me, that data says, A, it's completely irrelevant what we think about who like this is a main main like foundational like thing about business is like you don't pick your fans you don't pick your customers you just don't that's why everybody winds up bitching and complaining about their customers like it's supposed to be that way like it's a it's a transaction you know it's uh, of course fans like want to be with you and they want to enjoy what you're doing and relate but you'll love them when they start really providing you with this life like right now like be super grateful and appreciative of anybody who supports it but that information tells me like we it's not in our control and it's not important for us to judge or think about those people in any way. it's just more so like okay that kind of person tapped into it and that's completely not what i expected yeah that they're not even someone that i really want to have conversation with all the time that being said who else do I know that's like that? Okay, what else do they like? And then you start making these kind of Venn diagrams of, like, okay, that person also likes, you know, for just for lack of creativity, we'll say murder mysteries. Like, okay, maybe I can do one with, like, a local – like, where are you based out of again? Are you in Massachusetts? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe you're like, oh, maybe you have a family member that's, like, knows a detective and fucking mass, and you're like, okay – Let's see if that guy will give me 15 minutes to just talk about some crazy shit that's happened on the case. And then mm-hmm. you build an episode around that. And you're like talking to this like forensic detective or somebody who's dealt with that kind of stuff, because you know that there's a crossover between the five people who really fuck with your show in that interest. And you could apply the same thing to like football. I think the mistake a lot of people wind up making is that they pick what they would want the interest to be. And it's like, it's not like you're not making a show for you, you know? Right. And I get the, I'm the lucky, you know, kind of person who gets to say like, you know, I'm a fan, so I can actually tell you, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, what would I be interested in? So if you went and did something that was more along the lines of, like, I probably wouldn't, I'd probably be more inclined to listen to a different topic versus music, right? Because I love music, but I wouldn't go to your show for for just music or artists. Right. So I'd probably be really interested if you did something in like, that's why I gave the example of extreme sports, or maybe something Boston related, because I lived there for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be like, oh, cool, like he's doing something in Somerville, like you know, let me like that. Like that would be interesting to hear about what's going on in Somerville. Um, you know, think that way. Like think like very laterally. You know?
3: Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. I'm fucking cracked out right now because it's cold and I'm just like busting no, this through this.
2: No, this this is. I mean, it's it's always like I I obviously geek out over all this stuff. So it's great to hear when somebody else has a similar excitement level to me. All right. Here, here's my other question I have for you, because um,
3: yeah.
2: I this is probably the one that I've like mulled over the most in starting the show.
3: Mm-hmm. It's like
2: the the piece of niching it down further. Like I think, and it's funny that you brought up the de- the name destination different, because I think when I had actually initially started the show, it was still like operating a travel blog, was still like very much in the mindset that this was going to be like a travel podcast. Right. And as it's evolved. I was like, oh, you know, I've met this person who's writing a book. And I've met this person who's started her own clothing line. I've met and so that was like, oh wait, all these people I met traveling are just entrepreneurs. And right. so that's how it kind of evolved. Okay. But I'm now at this point where it's like, you know, I am talking to what I describe as like creatives and entrepreneurs. It's either somebody who is like truly starting their own business. It's a baseball bat. It is a protein bar, it is a wine company, it's a chocolate company, all of those small businesses that are amazing. Right. Then on the other side it's like pure creatives. It's somebody, you know, I had somebody on recently who makes ceramic pants for plants and okay. they were fucking awesome. And they do that. They I've got somebody who is a muralist who does, you know, commission portraits, who does writes a book. Like it is like very much on the creative side and there's sort of two parallel lanes that are running together and then there's like a weird kind of third in there of like athletes or former athletes who have now gone over and crossed into the either entrepreneurship world or the creative world and there's like a third like little piece of of that puzzle as well and I struggle because I'm like I, I love all of those people does it make the show too broad? Does it make it harder for somebody to get interested in it. Cause it's like, you know, bouncing from one thing to the next. That is where I consistently struggle to think about where to take the show.
1: Well, I'll answer your question with more questions. So what has done like hands down, what topic has done the best for you?
3: Are you there?
2: Mm-hmm. Did I lose you? Oh, okay. No, sure. you didn't
1: lose me. I'm just, okay. I'm just frozen thinking. Uh, I mean that's just, just from the gut, you know? It doesn't have to be any numbers behind it, but I'd say
2: probably the probably the like in the really like unique businesses that have done well that like then are interested in sort of promoting their businesses, like those are the episodes that I from a listenership standpoint have done probably the best like numbers wise.
1: Okay, and, so and then there's can, yeah, keep going.
2: I would say and then there's like a handful of really super unique creatives like you know it's not that a painter isn't unique but like I had a guy who designed shoes for Nike and Adidas and like he is a 3D modeling designer and like that was like a whole different level of like creative or like somebody who's like a really unique creative you know field is is maybe where it's gone well on the other side
1: Okay, that what what I hear from that from my gut is modern small business. Um it doesn't need to be any more niche down than that and I don't think it needs to be broader than that, but it like so basically think that way. You can replace those three words with anything. Um mm-hmm. but I would if I had that information and I saw those numbers over and over again cuz you do a fair amount of episodes, it's not like you're struggling with uh with communication, you're obviously very good at talking and getting people on the line to do the do the thing, and that's also a really hard part that people struggle with, you know. Um, yeah. So, but I hear modern small business because it's like all these people who do these creative, different kinds of businesses, um, and then you bring up the shoe designer guy, and it's like basically tech because he's designing this stuff. He's not work. He's not so much focused on materials and. You know, that angle of things as it probably is with 3D rendering and, you know, like that stuff that could be applied to architecture or, you know, engineering. So, that to me is very, like, I I would take that information and I'd go, okay, now, like, with my questions, with, like, where I steer the ship in these conversations, we have to find out why these companies are cutting edge, why they're doing something different, and then... Then, okay, so hold that bit of information. Think of five people that really, like, love the show the most, okay? Mm -hmm. And think about one or two things that those people have in common, whether it be interest or significant others or where they live. It could be any any sort of demographical information off the top of your head. Okay? All right, so what, what factors have you come up with from them? I mean, I think
2: they are probably college-educated, employed, like, in a traditional sense, I would say, are most of the, like, I, I think I thought when I started the show, it was going to be like, oh, it's going to be, like, other entrepreneurs or other creatives wanting to listen to this, but it's more, like, standard office employees
1: you know, okay, great. who then, going. like,
2: go and listen to this. Uh, they are probably, you know, above uh, – a fairly, like, high level of, like, household income of type of person. Um, probably, I mean, I think probably more urban just in the sense of, like, most of the people that I at least have started the show with are Boston, New York. Like, gotcha. that's that's probably, like, key
1: geographic areas. Um, okay, so there, there it, are people who live in the city, right? Which, let's be honest, feels like an adventurous lifestyle is probably much less adventurous than living out in the backwoods of somewhere. If you're really right. weighing it against what adventure actually yep. means, right? So they're in these jobs, they have they they already have the back end of the quote unquote dream, but they're not living the dream. They're people who in my opinion essentially want to be doing vicariously living through potentially your guests. That's what they're coming to you for. They're coming to you for, like that thrill of like what is this person doing maybe when they're 35 or 40 or 45 they're gonna make that jump maybe that maybe your episode is the thing that makes them go fuck this i'm saving 100k next year and i'm i'm dipping from this job and we're doing this maybe mm-hmm. that's what they're coming for but because i know i'm i'm dealing with this personally so hold on they don't know they don't know they're fucking killing a million dollar idea right here, bro, oh my god <laughs> um, but they so I'm dealing with this personally, I'm just gonna power through it um that because i'm I'm in this position right now where I'm gonna take a more permanent gig somewhere. it's still remote, but I mm-hmm. need a little bit of security at the end of twenty twenty one into the new year, or else i'm never gonna I'm never gonna make this change to just level up I need a little bit of like money. I just need to save mm-hmm. money and do that. That being said, the deal I'm making with myself is I'll take this, but I have to double down in everything that I've worked so hard to develop over this last decade. I cannot turn my back on that. I can't stop my momentum. And basically I'm giving myself license to say, all right, challenge this, challenge the security that you're making right now. So I'm going to take this gig, get more secure money each month be in better shape financially, all that being said, like, I'm just looking for a reason to leave that gig. And I'm basically mm-hmm. just started it. So I know firsthand, like, very, very small, because I've been very free for a long time in terms of what I do professionally, but I know firsthand, like, what that feeling is. So what was the first thing we said? I, I forget the the thing I told you to hold on to, the other side of the information. Uh Man.
2: With the with the people who listen to the show, the type yeah. of
1: people? Yeah. So basically, it, like, we narrowed it down to, oh, modern tech or, or uh, yeah. modern business. Yeah, modern, yeah, small business. So basically, you're, you could essentially niche down to I'm writing the handbook or creating a uh, master list of what people could do or how they could run their business when they leave the security of you know, the confines of living in the city and living a more restricted kind of boxed-in lifestyle as a young adult
3: Mm -hmm.
1: um, and giving them some ideas and inspiration for how they could build a business within the next 10, 15, 20 years as the whole landscape of technology, business, uh, companies is changing, you know? And that's the kind of mental gymnastics that I would apply on a weekly basis, you know, that's when you're analyzing that data. Like think that way. I'm sure you sound like a very smart person. Um, I'm sure like, you know how to do all this. I don't know what you do for your career career, but that's how I would, I I basically have been doing this for like a bunch of different companies over the last few years as like my means of like making money. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, but it just seems to be like, I can't say that I've garnered like crazy results from it, but it's very—it's a very fun, like, exercise to put yourself through when you're analyzing like the thing you want to be better at. You know? Yep. This is the same yeah, way I I'll look at like music or or my skill set when it comes to music and what I want to do. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna stop for a second. Let you. Yeah,
2: talk. I'm. I mean, it's it it's. The, the the modern small business thing, I think, is great because it kind of toes the line. Like, even the creatives that I've had on are often, in the many cases, have started their own business. I mean, like, so I, I like that sort of as a unifier between what is in my mind, previously been, like, two sides of, a guest is either in this bucket or this bucket. So I like that. Yeah. And then I, I do think the idea of, like, I've never really thought about it before, but there is a, an effect of like people living vicariously or being inspired by the the guests on the show of like, I would love to start my own X, Y, Z thing where right. I'd love to quit my job or I'd love to you know, start a side thing that is a podcast or a painting or a art shop or whatever it is. Right. 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 Um, I think they're that, like that thinking about the, the listeners of the show like that. It it probably change like changes how you know, you maybe set up the show a little bit. But that's like building a playbook, and, and I think that is part of what, what what drew me to this in the this idea in the first place was like these are I wanted people who were still in the midst of building. They were still like they hadn't quite reached the mountaintop yet. They were still like you know on the on the journey of getting there. And I right. think the idea of like building a playbook or build you know showing story after story after story of how these people are trying to grow their business or are trying to you know get this thing this idea off the ground is aspirational to listeners it is something that you know could be used as a tool for people who are trying to start their own thing absolutely
1: um, i mean i do I, this with with certain podcasts and shows and i'll i'll do it in the world of music i do it in, like i said i do it in these other areas entrepreneurship finance. And I got to be honest, like a lot of it has changed my life. And it's not just like I've had bad moments of listening to too many podcasts too, where I'm like, God damn, like I got the headphones in my ears all day. Like, I'm not talking to anybody during the day, like what is going on? So there's obviously a balance to be had with it. But this stuff is serious. I mean, these shows become exactly that they become these handbooks. Now, The, like, third element, I won't even number it, but just another element is you're subconsciously doing the same thing because you're building out this podcast, which is, for lack of a better example, it's a business. You're just building a business, too. Um, I mean, selfishly,
2: that's why I started this show. That's why I wanted to talk to
1: these people. I'm like, I just want to learn what it is that you're doing so that I can try and copy some of the things that you're doing. I mean, I'm doing that right now. this gig, a big part of this gig I'm doing is with this awesome music company that I've been working with doing like ads with um over the last like year, and basically I'm helping them with content, but the main function of what I do is go interview all the artists that are on their roster and mm-hmm. on one hand, I could view it as work for the day and like oh okay i gotta go
3: to
1: I gotta go to the Bronx and interview this person. Um, to get content, make sure, the, make sure the shot looks good. I got to make sure I capture good quality audio. I have to do all these things. I have to edit these videos. Or I can look at it as like, damn, I get to literally see how these people create, what jobs they've won, what they haven't won, uh, where they're at versus my skill set, what I, I can learn from them. I can teach them like in just this two-hour, three-hour period of me going there. Um, that's huge, man. Like that is way more valuable than the payment I'm receiving for for doing this stuff. And it's like, so you're like, you literally get that stuff firsthand. Now you're trying to package it and translate it in an effective way that it could do that for other people. And you're very mm-hmm. positive. So you're not like overly positive where you like gas people up nonstop. But at the same time, you'd seem like you carry yourself in a very positive, composed way. And those are like the elements or the characteristics that make me say, like, I'll listen to this person. Um, because you're not you're not doing like just clickbaity attractive stuff, but at the same time, you're not boring. Like it wasn't boring to talk to you on our interview, you know, your questions were, were strong and thought out and you went with the flow with stuff. So yeah, I think that's a really important element of it where like you'll climb up the ranks in terms of the business is becoming more successful, but I would really, really double down on like those elements of people like doing what they're doing and then just think through the lens of your viewers or listeners. Cause let's be honest. I mean, are you working a salaried job, like a secure steady job as well right now? I, I sure am. So you're, you are your viewers, man. Like, and, mm-hmm. and that's, so maybe your interests don't fully align or they're not people that socially you're like, you know, when I say that, that example of those, like core, that core following, maybe they're not people that like are your favorite people to go grab a beer with. But at the same time, they're like as a human being in society, they're very much in the same boat as you. And all you have to do is just remind yourself that like, oh, yeah, like we're we're on this thing together. Um, I'm going to ask questions on behalf of those people and basically right. try to get them that information. Cause I, cause you get the information for free or, or whatever yeah. it costs to do the whole project. You know what I mean? But, but that's built into the, to the uh, project itself. But for right. them, they're spending their time. They're, you know, they're, they're choosing amongst a menu of millions of options of what to listen to and they're choosing yours. So, the more they go there and click. And this is the brutal part about the whole, uh, the whole thing. Like that example I gave of like narrowing down who these people are and being like, oh, they're all trapped essentially in their jobs and they're all, you know, longing for this life that they think would be better, grass is always greener sort of thing. That's yeah. just the brutal reality of, of what like the marketing side of things is. And that's what makes me love it and hate it. Because I think life can be that brutal and you, you can analyze things that clinically, but at the same time, on the topic of adventure and travel and excitement and just like the childish like things in life that really feel the most beautiful, like mm-hmm. life, is, life isn't that simple. But business kind of is that simple. So when you're thinking about the business side of things, like on your end of it, um, don't like shy away from that brutality in the way you think about it and then expand so that's kind of what I always do I narrow myself down to like a, a kind of more narrow place and then the second it feels like it's leaving anybody out or becoming too much of something I go okay now I'll apply like the artistic side and now I'll just focus on making sure it's it's beautiful and it's
2: yeah you know, like, it's top like notch, it's quality yeah
1: yeah and just and just good like something that you really want to do you know, don't yeah. ever. That I would never give that advice to anybody of like, don't ever do some shit that you think is for the people, but you hate. Uh, it's right. that. Venn, it's that Venn diagram. Where is it? Right in the middle, where, you know, it aligns with your with your passion and what everybody else is doing. Because, yeah, I, I, there's something about that that's exciting. Where like, like I, I'd rather listen to sometimes. This is just personal feedback. I'd rather listen to like, a coffee shop owner or a winemaker and then do the mental gymnastics of drawing the parallels to my business. Because sometimes as people, when we hear people that are doing too much of what we're doing, we get jealous, even though we don't know that person, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: And we get defensive. Like, it's, it's, and, it's,
2: almost too, it's
1: almost too similar. It's like it's too right. close to home. Like, it's hard for me sometimes to go listen to, like, my fucking dream. I told you this on, on our call, but, like, I'm still in the process of getting closer and closer to, you know, being an actual, like, film score composer. It's not the only thing I want to do. It's just, like, the main thing I'd like to do with a chunk of my life in the future. Um, It's such a chip on my shoulder because I want to do it so bad. That being said, for a long time, it was hard for me to listen to people doing it, interviews or podcasts, of them doing it on a high level because in my head, I just couldn't get past the fact that I'm not doing it on a high level. So right but you know that's something that we all kind of naturally deal with um and there's times where you you're more like that and there's times where you're not once you break once people break through that like they could happen in like 10 10 minutes of an episode where they're like oh shit like okay this is how she makes her wine like okay cool like I'm writing this down I'm taking notes on this whatever um but that's an interesting thing to I mean, it's crazy. Analyzed.
2: Like, I mean, it's. Cra- I've done. I don't know. I'm on 110, 107, or something episodes at this point now. Yeah. Most people are saying the exact, like, not the exact same thing. But when you're building something or you're trying to create, get something off the ground, a lot of the stories, a lot of the lessons, a lot of the like hardships are exactly the same. Like, right. you know, whether you're making wine or you're making chocolate or you're making butt puzzles, like they're right, they're right, all right. they're all the same.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and you're dealing with it, too, like, at the same time. So Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, 110 episodes or or wherever you're at specifically, like, number one, that's great. Like, I do truly think that, I don't know, I won't give any sort of prediction on time, but I do really, really think, like, there's going to be a day in the near future where stuff's rolling for you with this a little bit more than either you expect or then, it was before and Mm -hmm. we can have a very similar conversation. Like we'll probably speak in the meantime between that, but where we're kind of just like laughing about the fact that like, you know, like that all, all it really probably is that you just have to keep going. Um, And then on the technical side, like, yeah, like just making those little improvements, like, uh, like a, a decent interface, a decent microphone, like, navigating your way around, like, audio software. Like, maybe this is stuff you do already. But, like, if you don't, those are easy, easy things. Set set a fucking thousand dollars aside and just be like, you know, I'm, just, I'm spending a thousand bucks on this, X, Y, and Z, making sure I got all that. Decent camera, if you can get one or if you don't have one. Maybe you do. Um, And just apply that sort of thing to it. But with all of that comes more work, more time. Yeah. Um, so be savvy about it, but at the same time, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, I, I I just got myself a new microphone, so that's that's step one. It's kind of awesome. I'm now like trying to see what else I can what else I can start to to bite off because I mean, the other the other piece of this is like trying to make it not easy but turnkey in the sense yes. that it's like all right, I can I I do my pre, I mean, I do my homework. I I'm. I'm very particular about who I ask to come on the, sh- even to like reach out to, to ask on the show. I'm not just like right. sending a hundred blanket emails, but so that part, you know, is time intensive and I do my prep work for the interviews, but like being able to have something that's like, all right, I know it's going to take me this much time to reach out to people. It's going to take me this much time to prep. I know it's going to take me an hour to do the interview. I know it's going to take me 45 minutes to an hour to edit it, to, you know, put a lot all together. Like, I have that sense. And so trying to keep, you know, some of that element of it being like, all right, I, I know I can turn this out every week because I've got it, I've got it down cold.
1: Right, right. I think like, so then throughout your week, like, what's, do you have the, the next one on the books? Uh, Yes, I have the next one scheduled for,
2: yeah, so like the next interview scheduled.
1: Okay. So, and just broad strokes, like what is
2: their area of expertise? This person is like a video content creator. Would be the best way I could describe him. He okay blew up on on LinkedIn video. Actually, he's now like he's done TEDx talks and he's he's moved into TikTok and other places. But like that was his that's at his
1: core. What he what he so is. fascinating. I mean, me yeah. with, the, with the company we're working at uh, that I'm working with, like we're we're really trying to utilize LinkedIn for like a B two B sort of marketing thing. Um, yeah. And the joke is basically just that, like, we're so professional. Like, we're all so professional because we're on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, But that's so interesting because, A, that's just very good and awesome and congrats to you. Like, sounds like a a really great guest. Um, B, like, even if you don't go through the process of actually doing it, I would experiment in your mind, like, tonight and think to yourself, like, if I wanted to throw a, a journalistic element into this, like, what would it be? maybe, Mm -hmm. do you go to an office and work every day? Uh, Not right now, no. Okay, so, like, maybe, like, think about someone in your life. Think about someone that might be closely related. Like, anything that's, like, in your travels or, or easily accessible, and then it could be a pair of Apple headphones, whatever, and you just, like, how can you throw in that element of things where it's, like, it's almost like a commercial break, Except you're not selling something. You're just, like, deepening the story a little bit. Um, And like I said, maybe it doesn't work for this one, but think about how you could. And if the idea is good enough, then maybe you do it. Um, And then I would apply that moving forward. Because that's just something where I just feel like as a listener, I would be really intrigued if, like, if you were like, like, what's an example? Like, I went to, um, like, say you have a buddy at some – like media company and you're like okay Mm -hmm. i went to so and so media like during like my friend josh's lunch break and sat down with him to just talk about like what a day in the life of like uh, a video editor at like a big time media company is have a 10 minute conversation chop that down to the best parts now you just like deepened the viewer's knowledge of like the world of video editing or the world of working for a media company, maybe you don't name the media company, but you can have this guy talk about all the good and the bad qualities of it. Um, yep. so you're not doing a disservice to them, but he, you let him vent a little bit, like could be anything that like kind of draws people in and then you bring on this other person and the whole like spotlight is really on them. Right. Um, yeah, just, just thinking out loud here, but
2: to like add, add, have you, you listen to masters of scale at all?
1: No, I think I've heard of it, but I haven't listened to it.
2: It's actually, I mean, full circle. It's the guy, Reed Hoffman, who was one of the founders of LinkedIn, which is really oh, okay. kind of creepy. Perfect. But uh, <laughs> so he, he does something. Sorry, he talks to these people who have scaled, you know, he he only looks at people who have scaled like these massive, massive, massive companies, like biggest companies right. in the world type of thing. Right. Um, but in, within each episode, you know, say, for example, the company is – I don't know, square. And he's talking about the tech that built to, you know, square uh, build PayPal and like, you know, build that out and everything that goes into that. He might then talk to a small business owner who sells street corn, who uses square payments on the you know side of the road in Oklahoma to sell his corn. And he has that as like a lead into the episode. Um, Perfect so I, don't, example. I, I don't know if no, that's kind of what you're, what you're saying. Exact,
1: exact example right there. Now, that's also another good example of like the guy literally made a show about every about something or anything that's big as fuck right he basically yep. said i want the biggest giants uh, on paper that doesn't sound like niching down right technically speaking it actually is so yeah it's really that's a like you couldn't have picked a better example um and that just shows me that you know i made a little bit of sense and you're thinking in the same way so that's perfect yep. man i mean that sounds really, really great, because um, basically, like you can draw that same parallel, and then you can start playing with it a little bit, um, in terms of, you know, like oh maybe, maybe it's not someone who does video but maybe, maybe you know someone else who did a TED talk that didn't go well, maybe you know someone that did a TED talk and it changed their life, uh, you know, could you could you talk to them? Maybe you know somebody who does. Design for TED Talks, like you know, pick any other thing that this dude does, and just basically start thinking. And I mean, you're you're in a pretty decent hub. There's a lot of media and entertainment, or not entertainment, but like you know, entrepreneurship in Boston, as far as I remember. Mm -hmm. So, so you have access to that stuff, and that's that's great. I mean, you could basically, you know, hop on a train that'll take you like sixty minutes because those things crawl, but. That being said, you could just hop on a train anywhere and just and do that shit. So, um, and then from there, you basically start warming yourself up to this idea of, like, travel. Got my travel set up. Got my little travel mic that's not intimidating for whoever I'm talking to, but, you know, it's easy. I can put my phone in my pocket, maybe plug it right into my phone. Yeah, Bring that home. Chop that up. Cool. I got I got chapter two of this episode. Oh, we're doing the interview tomorrow. Cool. I got chapter three outro, whatever, and then from there, the more money and time that you're able to kind of make for yourself in your future, the better the episodes are going to get, then you'll get to a point where you make money and you'll get an editor and you'll get an audio person and, you know, that's kind of like down the road, of course, but it's, uh that takes the time away and then you could just focus on the fun shit, you know, right, and that's the, that's yeah. kind of the immediate dream for a lot of us.
2: That, that is the dream. If I if I could if I could just focus on the the talking to people and the finding the cool people, I would I would kill for that.
1: Yeah, and I can picture you like doing cool shit with the cool people too. You know. Yeah. Because um, I yeah, think like, like, I, would, like I, said, I would
2: love to do a a video component or a, a live interview or like there's so many things that I'm like oh man if I just had the the time or the bandwidth like that would be just so so yep. fun.
1: Yep. So I think that's good, man. And I think overall, like I do. For some reason, like, I don't mean this as an insult, just for some reason, I just feel like you have something really great, like, like it should succeed and it will succeed. Um, And the last, and I know, like, you weren't doom and gloom on that episode by any means, but I do know a little bit of the headspace that you were in with some of the things you were saying. And it's like, maybe that was my immediate reaction was like, you know, just don't even think, don't even let yourself ruminate on anything that's not positive, you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's such a positive effort that you put into this thing, so just keep it that way.
2: Yeah, I mean, every every I would say once every couple of months, there's maybe a, a doom, and, not doom and gloom, but it's a little, you know, a little down in the dumps, a little reality check episode, and then I'm I'm, I'm back in back in good spirits on the next one.
1: It's kind of good. Maybe it, like maybe you send it's like sending out these feelers to people like me, who it's like, you know, you, it generates some feedback. And you kind of, like, are almost waking your audience up a little bit. Like, hey, you, are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> like it, uh, usually just,
2: it usually just gets me a text from my mom that's like, hey, heard your last episode. Right? <laughs> Hope you're feeling okay.
1: No, that's good, though. It's uh, I think in all actuality, like, you're probably doing a lot better than it feels sometimes or than you think. Um, and I just think that you're in a space. Like, I'll give one last example. Um. But basically, like, I have one of my cousins that I grew up with. Like, we we're super, super close as kids. And we both were obsessed with baseball. And we love the Yankees. And for years, like, so he has a pretty decent gaming channel on YouTube. And he's done the gaming thing. And he loves that. He felt passionate about that. But I know his passion is sports. And I know his main passion is baseball. Um, and he has the chops to be a baseball journalist, an analyst, all that stuff. He always has. Um, and I've told him for years, like, dude, you've got to start start the Yankees channel. Like, you have to start a channel um, and apply all these things you've learned about YouTube and growing a following, like, to that. Um, and so we talked about it for, like, two, three years. And the Yankees are a very easy topic to talk about because they're so hated and such a huge
2: you huge know, brand like, yeah there's 162 so, games a year you've always have something to talk about
1: exactly so basically he started the channel two weeks ago he's about to pass a thousand subscribers and get the watch time to like monetize on youtube
3: shit wow. has just like
1: taken off immediately and i kept analyzing this market as a fan i was looking at it and i, I was telling him i'm like listen it, i know it's one of the biggest sports in the country and, you know, at one time, like in the world, it's still internationally a big sport. But like with everything that's out there now, like baseball is not tech and media savvy. So yeah, there's probably a thousand great channels to listen to on YouTube. That's nothing compared to how much digital music is out there. How much there is about food, how much there is about just gossip, travel, whatever. So I'm like, there is a void in this market that probably for the next, like, few years won't be filled up yet, especially with the advent of new sports, like UFC and things. Like, a lot of, like, what people would like 50 years ago is just allocated in, like, a different direction. Um, And I'm like, I I just kept telling him, like, I think that, like, as a viewer of this kind of content, I want more of it. Um, So there's room there. And he did it, and it's just – you know, it's it's not like he got to a million in two weeks, but, I mean, for someone like him who's, like, busted his ass to get a few thousand on a different channel, yeah. it's, like, a, a thousand in fucking two weeks. And, and the videos are easier for him to make. He knows what he's talking about. He sounds great. It's his passion. Probably loves so he, it, yeah. He enjoys it. And I'm like, dude, this is what you need to be doing. And so now we're at the point where, like, people are giving him feedback about, like, like, oh, my God, like, you, you know, you, this is, like, real good information and, like, you know, just really, really positive shit. The engagement he's getting is ridiculous for, like, you know, for the views. A brand everything.
2: new channel, yeah.
1: And I'm just sitting here kind of like, like, it, it makes me feel validated, but it also makes me feel like, uh, like, you have to listen to those things. If you get those gut instincts, mm-hmm. um, you know, you just have to kind of try them. And if you try them and it doesn't, it turns out that it wasn't the right answer that's okay too because truth is most of what we do on a daily basis is kind of that anyway. So at least being a little more intentional about it, you can discard what, you know, what doesn't work or what doesn't make sense. Right. Which is probably all shit you're doing, but I don't know. Yeah. No, I, get I mean, it, I mean
3: this stuff.
2: it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. Cause I do feel like just here in that example, I'm like, I think we're moving into a world and I think this is part of you know my show too, but, we're moving into a world where in the next five, ten years, you're going to be able to make money or probably at least a livable career off of just about anything. Yeah. Literally anything. Whatever you care about, whatever you love most in the world, like, there, if you put the time and the effort into it, you can probably make a living doing something in the space that you, like, absolutely love.
3: And I, yeah. That's yeah. a perfect I,
2: example. And, I mean, I see these people on my show. I'm like, this woman is making... Thousands of dollars selling ceramic pants. Yep. Like, that that's incredible.
1: It's unbelievable. And it's like, it's. I don't think we, now when I say we, I don't really mean us, but like as a whole, I don't think we talk about scale. I don't think we understand the scale. I don't think we really see the bigger picture, like from the forest from the trees. And it's hard to. Like, I. sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just focus on my small little shit. And I get bent out of shape about it or whatever but like what you're saying is probably such an understatement even still like right. i don't and and not only are we not like there's no way to really be prepared for it number one but all those people that we talked about like there was a time where even though everybody hates their job or everyone's like if the grass is always greener i guarantee you if we had hard data on it i bet you 60 70 years ago there were so many more people that felt like their dream was being in that job or that were so passionate about what they were doing. They still might've been frustrated, but I, and I bet you like fast forward to where we're at now, it's like, I don't think there's close to anyone that's in any of those jobs, no matter what rank in the company um, that feels as though, Like, that's what they should be doing. And that Mm -hmm. is just, I think that's just societal. I think that's, I think we are, like, entering or starting and entering into that, like, level of, like, a society that's just kind of, uh, it's shifting in a direction where we actually have the luxury of thinking about, like, what if I just sacrificed everything and did what I wanted to? Like, people 70 years ago didn't have that ability to even think about that idea some people do some people did but most people like across the board did not so i just think there's this this huge shift is happening and it's been happening for a while and i don't think that there's any way to really understand the full scope of it but what you're doing now is pretty much just building that for yourself it's the same thing i'm doing right now i really yeah. really have my eyes set on this age of like this age that people my whole life have told me sucks of like 45. It's like, well, what if I optimize everything and I want to have a great time along the way? What if I optimize everything for like 45 to 75 to be dope as fuck? Like, wouldn't that be a cool way to like set things up? That'd like, be pretty awesome. You know, like, don't we all kind of want that? But like with the examples I've seen a lot in my life, is that those ages, like, aren't dope as fuck for most people. But but I think we're exiting that. Um, And that's interesting, man. So maybe the journey and the process takes a little bit longer. Maybe it's really – it's the fact that you can manage this with the job you're doing, and hopefully that brings in sufficient money for you to live off of and you're secure. Like, that is important. There will be a time to jump and and leave that and and be one of the people that you're kind of, you know, talking to. But at the same time, it's like, I'm making the reverse decision that I've ever made right now, Um, and it doesn't always feel great, but, like, I'm really doing it for my passion, you know? Yeah. And that's, it's confusing, because it's like, like, oh, didn't you say that two years ago, like, except in the opposite? It's like, yeah, but I did it then, and it got me to here, and now I need to do this to get me to there.
0: Is a wrap on this week's episode of Destination Different. Definitely, definitely, definitely different this week. Not an interview per se, just a couple of guys talking about how to make a podcast better. I hope you liked it. I hope it was insightful. I am, again, I mentioned it up top, but so appreciative of Carmine reaching out and just saying, hey, I've got some ideas. I want to run by you. Can we talk? Because that is very rare in this world where people will take 10 seconds to write down. You know, I don't know. It probably took 20 minutes to write down this email and then follow that up with an hour conversation about that email. I just was blown away by that, super appreciative of him taking the time and I think we're on to something. I think there are a couple nuggets that I took out of this conversation that I can really, really apply to the show going forward, can think about my audience more specifically, can be more intentional in who my guests are and even how I define what this show is. And that goes a long way. Little tweaks like that can make it easier for people to explain to others, can make it more shareable can make it more compelling to guests so hopefully i'm going to spend the next couple weeks of 2021 the last few weeks here tweaking some of those things trying to get it right as we head into the new year because i i think there's something there i think we found a couple of couple of things that could be really interesting i love the idea of hitting the road for a podcast or two taking taking my setup on the road with me interviewing entrepreneurs or creators in places I visit in destinations I travel to. And that that's interesting to me. There's a lot that came out of this conversation that I think could really, really, really help make the show even better. So that's all we got for this week. We'll be back to your regularly scheduled interview programming next Wednesday. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope this was something a little different. If you listen to this show and you were like, while wow, those guys are idiots, they're going to butcher this show forever. Please let me know. Please email me. Please send me a DM. Please text me and tell me what you think. Tell me if there are things that you think we should be changing about the podcast. Different at gmail.com. It's at DestinationDifferent on Instagram. Send me a message and let me know what you think about the show. Thank you for listening We will see you again next week, next Wednesday, with another episode of Destination Different. Until then, stay weird.
3: I had a dream. You gave me superpowers. We fell in love for just a couple hours. I can't tell the difference between what's fake and what's been missing Often i have misunderstood, so I'm looking for a better me This is your love song baby I hope that you know the words This is your love song baby Take time, take time cause...